Welcome to The Last Rung, a light-hearted podcast for the self-employed, getting to the heart of the many influences that can help you to thrive in your solo life and make the switch from an employed to a self-employed mindset. Unedited and uncensored, the inspirational chats with those who have taken the leap will provide realistic actions for you to take away, the chance to learn from others' experiences and help you see that you are not alone, even when working from the spare bedroom in your PJs and fluffy slippers and you haven't left the house for days. I'm Helen Hill, author of Falling Off the Ladder, owner of learning design business Unlikely Genius, business coach and co-founder of environmental initiative Be The Future. I'm now on a mission to help the self-employed really embrace the freedom that allows them to be fully themselves, to thrive and to leap off the last rung of the career ladder for the final time. Come and say hello at fallingofftheladder.com or over on Instagram where you can find me as Falling Off The Ladder. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you like this episode. But first, let's introduce you to this week's guest. My guest today is Claire Stevenson. Claire is an accredited public relations professional and media strategist, specialising in creative communications and solid strategies for the public and third sectors. She has written professionally for over 20 years and is a member of the National Union of Journalists. Prior to Brexit, Claire spent time working with European Parliament for the European Greens as press and broadcast media lead for the North West, focusing on renewable energy and sustainability campaigns. Claire creates communications and stakeholder engagement campaigns for organisations, including for Vivian Westwood and her son John Corre's Talk Fracking National Campaign. Today we're talking about fighting for causes you care about, burnout, and embracing a slow living self-employed lifestyle. So welcome, Claire. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's great oh. to see your face as well. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, really Even great. One key tooth ridden face. Although it's not as bad today. Oh no, it doesn't it doesn't look swollen at all. But um, <laughs> I'm probably probably more drawn to your bookshelves behind you, <laughs> trying to scan awesome. down what you've got. And, uh, you know, obviously colour coordinated. It's a big, it's amazing how much tidier they look and they're themed. There is organisation there. Absolutely. It's very good. Yeah. Very strategic. It's the only organised bit of my life. (laughs) Put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs that? that? So, to get us started, do you want to tell us about your journey into self employment and what led to you going solo? Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, actually. just looking back how long it had actually been and it's it's been a good good 20 odd years I think oh wow um, okay yeah maybe approaching that maybe 1920 I mean I don't know what I had for breakfast let alone 20 years no. ago my, my memory is not that great um but I think it was more more to do with having my first child um that's where it it probably led to more seriously and she's 17 this year So yeah, it's been a long time Um, and it was looking for something that I could fit around having her at home. You know, I was adamant I didn't want her to go to childcare, to nursery. Um, So I started when she was sort of very, very young, freelancing a little bit, not seriously, just, um, you know, dipping my toes into a few little projects that came along, you know, um, design, design projects that needed proofreading, maybe a bit of copy doing. Um, things that I could fit around her. Um, I had a dreadful pregnancy. I was literally bed bound for the whole pregnancy, um, in and out of hospital on drips, um, really nasty. And I just thought, do you know what? I'm knackered already and I haven't even had this child. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm looking for something that I can do and, and be responsible for myself. 
um, and it kind of just grew from there. And then my other daughter is, is 13 this year. So as she came along, I kind of ventured a bit more seriously into, you know, well, how can I structure this a bit better? Um, and it, it sort of went from there. So, you know, doing the majority of my work at night, putting the children to bed, putting on a massive pot of coffee and working into the night. So, you know, I was so wired for years, you know, working through the <laughs> night, barely any sleep, but, you know, made all my deadlines. It was great. Yeah, um, we always do, don't we? We always get there, yeah, even yeah, despite yeah. the panic. <laughs> yeah, despite the panic, looking an absolute shit show yourself, the, the deadlines <laughs> are always made. You know, I'm very good at that, yeah. um, which can often lead to the detriment of your own health, can't it? Yes, it can indeed. I mean, I think there's so many freelancers, and I'm sorry, bite my tongue there, um, <laughs> fueled by coffee and biscuits, definitely. Oh, I mean, it's a running theme, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll do I'll do two pages, then I could reward myself with a massive chocolate bar and a strong coffee. And then, you know, three hours later, you've had so many coffees and you start twitching and you're, <laughs> and you're like, I think I might have overdone the caffeine. But yeah. the work's done. Oh yeah. So, yeah I, think... I have weaned off a weaned off a little bit of caffeine. I, I did hammer it considerably for a good few years. <laughs> I've never been a big hot drinker, you see. Like really? I, I only started drinking tea when I went into teaching. And that was basically a way to get out of just the room and the staff room and everything. And then <laughs> gin wasn't appropriate. <laughs> yeah. And I only started drinking coffee when I started freelancing, when I was working at HMRC for my first contract. Right. And I, I definitely can't have more than three a day. I do get shaky and I'm already an insomniac. So if I have three, I'm like, oh, well, this is me not going to bed tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my jigsaw at three in the morning. Absolutely. Like, yeah. <laughs> Clicking your fingers. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, let's do more. And I swear, it's part of the reason I've got a stand-up desk now, so I can burn some of that energy off, I think, and turn yeah, myself absolutely. out. But yeah, Oh, no, that's great. Though. I didn't realise you'd been freelancing for so long, actually. But, I mean, yeah. you started off the way many of us do, just doing that little kind of, oh, try this out, a bit of extra sort of pocket money almost, isn't it? And then... It is, yeah, just to, to feel like you're contributing. You know, my husband was you know it's entirely up to you what you do you know if, if you want us to you know have children at home and and you know we raise them that way that's fine whatever's comfortable for you you know equally if you want to go back to full-time employment we can do that so it's it was whatever was comfortable for me and mm. um, he was really casual about whatever but I was I was really wanting to keep my brain active and you know do something as well as you know mothering but um yes Equally, I didn't want my children to go to full-time daycare and, you know, miss out on all of those those moments. Yeah, because you, you've homeschooled your children, haven't you? So that's quite yeah. a... Have you run that alongside running a business? Which, I mean, in the last few years, obviously, a lot of people will be uh, relating to this. But how have you managed that yeah. for so long then? Yeah, interestingly, COVID pandemic, it was like, it's just another day for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've always got our kids around. Um, yeah, so we home educated my oldest until she was probably about nine in between. She did go to school in between. And her decision was that she really enjoyed education in a school setting, um, which was great. You know, and she's always had that option. Um, GCSEs just started yesterday for her. So oh, wow. you know, she's well on her way to A-levels and, you know, possibly medicine. She's very, very structured about how she views a career. Whereas my youngest is, you know, 12 going on 13, absolute happy little hippie. She's got blue hair, <laughs> blue Crocs, blue bike. She's just casual and relaxed. And I think because of that difference between them, home education suits her so much better. And she's very, um, 
very independent learning you know she will ask questions you know and, and what about this and we can guide her but it's she's quite self-sufficient on the learning side of it which makes being able to run a business a lot easier because we don't follow a curriculum and there's no requirement to do so so we provide an education that is appropriate and suitable for her you know that ticks all of her boxes and you know makes her an inquisitive productive forward-thinking young girl that's amazing I mean that's that's what it should be though isn't it that's I mean obviously having yeah, written education you, I've seen the other yeah, side you've seen, and... it all. you've seen it all and I've got you know my eldest now going through GCSE she has a lifetime of revision for the last two years and yeah. to me that isn't learning that's memorizing it isn't giving her a love for anything other than getting through it and that's you know that's we've got to do better than this in the future we need the creative children you know and it's so dismissed now isn't it it's not a you know the art lessons have been cut down and it's got so prescriptive and you know I'm happy just to to look out in the garden and see see my youngest you know with a canvas out there splattering paint singing and you know doing what she wants to do because that's yeah. her choice and every week I'll say be sure you don't want to go to school she's like I wish you'd stop asking me that <laughs> and I'm, like, oh. I'm just checking just in case you know you can always change your mind so I think the bonus for them is that they've both gone absolutely opposite ways and, and they're content with those decisions. Yeah, I mean, that's, and like I say, that's that's what it should be. I mean, that's the thing that really got me, the way that, particularly teaching a creative subject, yes, you were given all these kids that hadn't got the A's and B's to get in science or do other things, because I was at, at like A-levels and up. So they got, oh, we'll go to design, as if, you know, anyone can just, create and anyone can have the ideas and anyone can understand the content and it was so undervalued it was incredible and you'd still have to get these yeah. kids an A even though they couldn't even pick up a pen you know when they came in never yeah. mind doing anything on the computer but it just quashes the creativity because all these guidelines even in creative subjects of exactly how they have to learn and what they have to demonstrate it is not expressive whatsoever and that is amazing it. that she can just go in a, the garden and be inspired I mean, yeah, yeah, she's just, you know, she's got her own toolbox. She's out there with her dad now today, you know, they're clearing out the garage and looking at old bits of wood that they can use to to make other things with. And, you know, very practical sense. And and then she enjoys my oldest, loves teaching her, teaching her things. So she said, are we doing some Frenchness tonight? And I was like, Frenchness? She went, yeah, that's what I call it. It's a bit of Frenchness. I was like, well, okay, fair enough. You know, so she's very yeah. sporadic and you know she plays the cornet she'll just take herself off to a room and and sit and play and it's a very much relaxed environment yeah. I think for her. and because she has dyslexia she's able to thrive in her absolute yes. best life you know she's doing what you know what fits for her and what makes sense for her in the way that it is for mm -hmm. her rather than having to you know fit in a box she's never going to fit in a box she can't see the box <laughs> you know she shouldn't so I, have to no 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 that's the point and so she's thriving mm -hmm. just as she is and you know, I'm able to operate alongside and around what she's doing. Mm. And doesn't it show what freedom can do for you? It's incredible, like, how just having that opportunity can make absolutely yeah. transform someone's life. But do you not get jealous sitting there in your office watching them outside? I'd be like, I want to yeah. I want to build that. <laughs> yeah, I want to go and play. I mean, she's just made a batch of cookies and I can smell it drifting oh. under the door. And, and I can see her at the window before, like, breaking this cookie going, it's worked, it's worked. <laughs> She wanted the gooey in the middle and the crispy on the outside. I was like, winner, winner. 
but oh. yeah she's, you know she's a free range child and I'm, I'm delighted with free her range. can I come and live with you in fact you're not far yeah. from me <laughs> yeah. do, do you want cookies we do cookies very well here I, I bloody do you want cookies I always <laughs> want cookies Jesus oh, my so personal trainer is trying to wean me off pizzas or pizza and cookies but you know <laughs> what he doesn't know <laughs> <laughs> we don't like him we like cookies yeah. funnily enough he messaged me when i was out with my mum the other day and i was eating tiramisu and he said something about oh you're doing much better this week i was like am i <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks for that mate <laughs> you have no idea <laughs> oh bless him and he oh. wonders why there's you know one step forward two back <laughs> yeah no, back. i love that though i mean the fact that you're like working for yourself and you've got that kind of freedom as well and now the kids have got it and that's just a yeah. something we should all be aiming for because every I mean it was one of the big things with me in corporate that I just really struggled with that whole prescriptive you have to do this 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 you have to be here then you have to yeah. think this way you're not allowed to like if I'd go and say oh I've had this idea they'd be like no not in the scope and I just couldn't get my head around that yeah and, it doesn't doesn't sit well with me either I'm not I don't, I don't fit into these guidelines that, you know, they like people to operate under. It's not yeah. human. It's not natural to me. No, no. And I I don't think I could ever, well, I, I know I couldn't ever go back in that world now because I can't, just cannot get in that headspace. And now I've had the freedom. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of the biggest challenges you've mentioned, uh, and it's something that definitely relates <laughs> to me, uh, resonates with me and a lot of other people is about burnout it's obviously a huge topic in self-employment because it's so easy to head that way and self-care can be a challenge but what were the key factors that led to burnout for you then I think it was it was getting towards so where we live um fracking was a big topic uh, locally you know we're, we're Lancashire it's literally in my back garden you know it's not far down the road and it was a massive concern because when my daughter was in school it was a mile down the road from her school and the kids had been missed off the um the assessment so they, they weren't really on the map and so you know it's a tiny school 40 odd kids I was a school governor and um I thought this is this is not okay you know I have a responsibility for safety you know you know the horror stories we were hearing out of America and some of the peer-reviewed science about air contamination I thought well hang on a minute there's no mention of this in any of the plans and um, it, it's not okay so I started to be a little bit gobby you know if anybody, <laughs> everybody who knows me knows that's you know quite feasible and <laughs> I was told I wasn't allowed to have an opinion on fracking um by the school board and the leadership. And I thought, oh, okay, um, right. So fair enough, if I'm not allowed an opinion as a governor, as a mother, I have an entirely different opinion. So we started a campaign and I think it was like friends and parents of you know, the junior school that it was. And we got a petition together. I submitted some peer reviewed science um, as part of the planning inquiry towards this um, fracking application. And I think it started creeping in then so because I'd raised my head above um, everybody else's, you know, to have that voice, to represent the children, to represent vulnerable people that live near site that nobody had thought of. Um, I started um, a social media campaign and, you know, got a bit of press coverage, you know, started making some noise. And so the, the PR companies working for the oil and gas industry sort of picked that up and, um, and ran with it. 
so because I was made aware of all these things going on um, you know so trolling on social media I mean there was one occasion where um the prominent um astroturf group which is um like a fake it's a PR run residence group um that really aren't residents they're all PR dirty PR spinners um they posted something like my face and my um the screenshot of my roof on my street so they'd identified the street that I was living on and said something like, you know, oh, Claire hasn't got solar panels on her roof, you know, kind of what kind of activist is this? And, and I'd answered and said, you know, well, we all have to start somewhere just because I don't mm. have solar panels doesn't mean, you know, I'm going to be pro fracking. Um, I've got an electric car coming. And he said, ah, yeah, but your husband's car isn't electric, is it? He's got a diesel van. And I thought, you bastards have been outside my house. Yeah. They would have only known that if they'd have been outside my house. And I think that's when the intimidation crept in and um, social posts, you know, trolling, heavy trolling stuff that wouldn't be allowed today, I don't think. No. Um, and, and I can actually feel myself now feeling yeah. anxious thinking how, how I felt and how I didn't log on some days because I was afraid to see what kind of abuse um, came. And it, it got to the point, you know, where, where you're looking down at your hands and you can see that shake. Mm. And I thought, oh, my gosh, my anxiety's off the scale here. And it really, really spiraled. So for me, social media was the trigger, um, you know, because I'd opened myself up quite naively, not really understanding the power of the oil and gas lobby, you know, because it is dirty. It is really dirty. Um, and I just spiraled from there and it sent me into this awful exhaustion, anxiety, like a dark tunnel. I couldn't see any way out, but I just plowed on, you know, and I, I felt guilty because... Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't I was with my girls, but I wasn't with them. You know, my head was nowhere near them. And it was awful that because I was so entrenched in this this campaign of saving our community and standing up for, you know, what is right, standing up for democracy. And it was all such an intense situation. And I did crash and burn. Um, yeah. You know, and that, that was it's happened twice. That was the first time it was instigated. The other was just work overload where you're not taking care of yourself. I'm very good at saying yes to everybody yeah. and realizing how many Claire hours there are in a day. And I'm like, oh, um, oh, well, when can I sleep? Uh, this is not good. You know, and that, and that, again, it wasn't as bad as the first time, but it just propelled me into this awful dark place of um, pure anxiety and exhaustion. And my brain didn't work. You know, it was that yeah. fogginess. And I mean, I'm looking around now. I've got bloody post-it notes everywhere, little notes, <laughs> you know in my diary to remind myself to open the other page of my diary and I've got reminders on my phone popping up I think that's I'm a woman of a certain age it's all that perimenopause jobby but um that type of deep fog is no good when you you know you're working for a variety of clients and you know deadlines and high level thinking so it just really ruined you know where I was working towards but then looking back now it also gave me where I am now through looking at the filthy PR campaigns that were and thinking, actually, they're really shit what they're doing. You know, I can do better than that, but I can do it well and I can do it with transparency. You know, this mm. lobbying business, dirty lobbying and, you know, brown envelopes passing over councils and all sorts. And I thought, no, no, I can do this. I can be an ethical communicator and, you know, work to make a difference for social good. You know, if it's mm. What I'm doing now if it's not for social good I'm not interested it has to be that level 
but I wouldn't have known about all of this unless I'd have had that awful experience of burnout and harassment online yeah and that it, it is terrifying isn't it because these days people can find anything online and people can get to you and must admit that that is one thing that having written the book and stuff when you stick your head above the parapet a bit I, I have that constant anxiety of certain people just rocking I up from in it. the past yeah, like a absolutely random guy that was a bit of a stalker and stuff like that I just think Christ he could see me on anything and yeah. easily find out my address or something now and it's just it's such a shame when you're doing trying to do something for good yeah and then you get that that yes. is destroyed it's I mean but facts. good on you for carrying on though because many wouldn't and yeah. understandably but yeah yeah I think that's the, the rebellious part of me and I thought <laughs> I'm not I'm not giving up you know why would I stop why would I stop when you know we need this voice we need to have this you know we we need to have this press coverage. We need to have a response for everything that they throw at us. You know, mm-hmm. and it was hard work and it was voluntary. There was no, you know, this was all community groups. So it, it did take over our lives for a long, long time. Mm. Yeah, oh, I can imagine. It's, um, and the thing is, I think once, you, like you've hit on there, burnout doesn't always happen in the same way, does it? So once you've had it once, you look then for the triggers that set that off. But actually, yeah. that was something entirely different, really. That yeah. It was, yeah. it was, yeah. but I think being aware, knowing how bad you were the first time, yeah. you know, trying to stop the second time, I didn't quite stop it, but I was able to mitigate it and come out of it much quicker. And, and now I'm really proactive about self-care, about saying no, about, you know, just, just putting those barriers against myself. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, and there's loads of stuff that I've read and researched and watched, you know, to, to try and better myself at every point of, being I have a business coach and she's excellent and she she says you know I want you to be as selfish as you can I was like oh you can't do that that's really naughty you should never be selfish and she said I want you to think about that so I spent a week thinking well you know that's just a bad word isn't it being selfish but actually yeah fuck it I'm gonna be because I need to be to protect my own health and you know to protect my family and my business mm. so, yeah well, I'm really selfish now well and, and this is like you said though that word needs to change doesn't it it's because it I'm always saying to people in trying to tell myself this that you need to be proactive rather than reactive yeah so absolutely. yeah trying to stop this stuff so yeah maybe we need to say something like I'm just being proactive or you know I and I don't like that thing that and I do think it's aimed at women a lot of saying you're selfish if you yeah take time out if you're not around the kids for a day if you I don't know do maybe that you just see this level of guilt in all the women I talk to as part of the coaching and stuff that I'm just like we wait for permission from other people and I yeah. don't think men do in the same way a lot of the time and I might be generalizing and men can happily tell me I'm wrong but there is that real permission thing of oh no I'm allowed to do this yeah yeah allowed to do it whereas we feel as though it's that you you do need to have that permission and at what level do we wait before we we mm. kind of seek out this this rest and you know some days you know not not recently but that I couldn't open my laptop because I was just afraid of what was coming in yeah. you know the demands and you know just to have those those days where you think right nothing today cup of tea and my book that's all I'm mm. going to do yeah you know, and I think to especially since the pandemic I think it's affected so many people that you wouldn't even know would be affected and and I don't think we've seen it all yet you know especially in in our younger people's mental health I think it's ongoing 
no, we, we definitely haven't. Combining that with things like climate anxiety and stuff as well. That I mean, exactly. yeah, to be that generation right now and then all the media bullying and the everything. I mentor a young girl in my old high school in year eight and not she doesn't tend to have so many issues herself. But when you hear some of the stuff that it, like in the training we did and that that are going on, I just couldn't believe half of it. It's just it's a whole new world from when we were there and I'm not that old you know no, no. I just think the pressures and I think that yeah. you know that that comes with the digital world doesn't it you know the amount and looking back thinking what what I was doing right when I was nine ten what was I doing I was listening to my um Walkman you know with yeah. great big pad earphones replaying a talking book or um top of the pops that I'd recorded you know to yeah. try and pause before any more adverts came on and yeah sitting in the garden there was no um netflix there was you know you had four mm -hmm. channels if you were lucky and it was just a different life there was there was not the pressure and worry i think younger kids have yeah. now you know yeah. and it's all digital based yeah and the exams have got earlier and earlier why do they need to do them in year nine now come on just let them do them in year 11 and like we did and yeah. If, if you do them at all I'm all for yeah. like I mean my degree didn't have any exams in it because it was graphics it was all practical based and I'm not someone that can learn by rote and just regurgitate information I mean you can see that in the Spanish I'm trying to learn at the moment I'm terrible but like, <laughs> but it doesn't stop me learning because I, I love it and I'm all for getting things wrong but like um, in fact what what did you talk to call the French Frenchish or something French, that's me Frenchness. Frenchness. Frenchness that's me entirely that I, yeah butcher because I did a level French I still like say odd words in it just being stupid and then I can't remember yeah. whether that was a real word or one I made up so that's my <laughs> level of language booking de jamons like yeah no, yeah know. it ends up like Joey out of friends you know when yeah. he does that French. yeah yeah French it up baby <laughs> I can't even remember where I was going with that but that is my approach to anything with learning yeah. like someone says do, do it, it this way I'm like eh, I'll do a bit of that but I'm gonna like <laughs> <laughs> with it. what happens if I do this so, Just well, give it a go. well that's what I've done with my business and it works so it's yeah. all right it's all good yeah it's a good strategy so I mean one thing you touched on there though was saying no and well to be honest and the other thing that is just came in my head as well was yeah when you were saying about having to close your laptop because of that you yeah. know the, the aggression that was coming towards you I think that's even a self-care thing day to day. Like I've had to close my emails today because I am getting bombarded with the emails that are not very nice from someone, from a, from a client. And it's yeah. every time I see that name pop up, my, I can feel my heart start to race and I'm getting so annoyed and frustrated. And so I've had to just go, you know what? I'm going to check my emails at five o'clock. I will respond. And yeah. then that's it till tomorrow kind of thing. And I think, yeah. You've got to pick up little tips like that, haven't you, in your business? And what have you yeah. done to kind of help you just kind of stave off that burnout now then and to kind of yeah. find better ways of working, really? Yeah, you're right there. And I think you have to have that um, that limit, you know, because otherwise I could be replying to emails all day mm. and get no work done. And so I plan ahead. You know, I only plan a week, probably a week and a half because, right. you know, life, press life doesn't dictate that, no. that much in advance um so yeah I have things planned in and it, it's time schedule because otherwise you know it will go pear-shaped and so jumping onto emails to see you know the demands that you referred to it doesn't help you because it leaves that lurch in your stomach and you're like I, 
I need to do it, but obviously I can't do it today because I have something else scheduled in. Mm. So yeah, I will just turn off my emails. I will turn off my notifications on my phone. So not the only things that I have on my phone notification wise is emails. So I will turn them off um, and just do what you're doing. You know, reply at the end of the day and say, you know, yeah, I'm aware of that. That's that's ongoing. That's scheduled for such and such. I can't jump to every request, mm. you know, because I have several clients. Some of them are very high level and they do re- demand a reply because it's urgent. So, yeah. you know, prioritizing what's urgent for them and for me could be very different. Um, mm. You know, but I will recognize what does need urgent replies and then I will put that barrier up. Mm. Um, I don't have, so I don't have Facebook. I've got like a, puppet account if you will that I can manage pages from so I'm not interested in Facebook Mm. Instagram I quite like um because it's a lot less toxic yeah um Twitter I will jump on and do a quick flick and usually leave in revulsion because it's usually the same sort of filth um (laughs) it's you know political mire it's awful but then that can really impact me so again I don't have that on my phone and I will just turn off notifications um, you know for that coming through emails and I, again I will just pop on as and when because otherwise you can get soaked with either an echo chamber or um, the intensity of the digital demands yeah. you know and it, I don't want to live my life that way you know mm-hmm. I'm happy I'll potter about on Instagram you know um, that's it you know I want to be able to turn that off and go in the garden with a book yeah. but you know you know the scroll the doom scroll you know you can get sucked <laughs> into it And I think you have to really be strong with yourself, even to the point of, you know, moving the phone out of the bedroom at night. So it's not the first thing I pick up in the morning. Now I will pick Mm. up a glass of water, have a drink, have a stretch. And I try and have a little bet with myself to see how long I can make it before I actually pick up the phone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'll pick up the phone and, you know, either me or my husband will do the school run with my oldest. And if I can get back and have a coffee before I open my emails, I'm an absolute winner. Um, some days it doesn't go like that but it's a bit of a challenge because you're always expecting something else to come in so yeah I, I'm all about saying no you know I'm, I'm, I'm a one-woman band and um, <laughs> I always intend to be you know this is the way my business is yeah. and always will be because my life my work life sort of togetherness needs to be more on the life side of it you know I'm, I'm not going to go down that path of you know having a whole work situation that takes over my everyday living I won't do that mm. um you know we've got plans we want to travel we want to you know we've got a great caravan we want a, a mobile home eventually to go and tour you know England Ireland Scotland Wales and and you know France perhaps so we've got all these happy hippie plans you know and I don't want to be scaling up my business beyond what I can cope with physically mm. so yeah I, I do have barriers that I will put in yeah no I love that because I mean I've had quite a bit of discussion with other freelancers over time about that thing of staying a company of one. And I'm absolutely the same. I briefly tried taking on a couple of subcontractors and stuff. One worked really well, one didn't so much. And and it was partly because of the projects as well and stuff. But I just don't have the inclination to manage other people. I want to be creative and I want to just enjoy what I'm doing. And, you know, that's part of why I'm trying to niche and change the business a bit at the moment. But... Yeah, it is about that thing of defining by your success. And when you say about closing off social media, I think the one really important thing there as well is not constantly subjecting yourself to everyone else's definition of success and pressure of 
you have to post reels three times a day. You have to engage five times on Facebook and three on LinkedIn. No, and no, it's absolute bullshit. It really is. It really is. And trying to say that to clients as well, you know, you've got nothing to say. Don't bother. No, you're not looking to populate Instagram's timeline. You know, you're not responsible for their content. Mm. You're responsible for your own and it has to add value. And if you're not adding value to somebody's life, to somebody's interest level, then don't do it. You know, that's the whole point of social media. It's having that positive interaction. It's about raising awareness, you know, if you're a business of your brand and it's about adding that little bit of value, Mm. you know, and you can do that playfully. You can do something about yourself, but if you're just spamming repeatedly, then it's tiresome and people will scroll Mm. past. And that's why I don't get this reels phase because you're just copying what everyone else is doing really. So I've started doing very much these just talking ones where I'm talking about, whatever topic usually related to the book or you know running a business and I think I feel better doing it rather than dancing around like a plonker you know doing these other things that wasn't me and it felt wrong and the thing is that people can tell can't they when you're not being yourself and when something's forced or you've not got a point to something Um, and I've done many alive where I've got part way through and then gone I don't really know what I was coming on to say but and I've learned from that and just thought I am a very much a person of doing it in the moment when something comes in my head and I think oh yeah I want to talk about that yes I can't plan my promotion very well because I find like yeah I can say oh in three weeks I'm going to talk about confidence and I get there and I go yeah but what do I want to talk about it with confidence yeah I've just got to go with whatever's come up usually in the shower in my head like a whole blog post can get written in there in my head and then I forget it by the time I've got out but it works for me so yeah 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 I, I I'm very much on the natural end of social media especially you know consulting for brands as well it, it's mm. it's about having that human connection and keeping it natural and keeping it interesting you know mm. some people say oh you know batch your content you know plan the next three months of dear god dear god what is wrong with people three months of content no just no how can that ever be interesting unless you're churning out the same shit every month I really can't go with it. (laughs) No, I can't, you know, and you you can have a loose plan, but seriously, things happen day to day as well. And just ease off, just ease off. You know, we're looking for experiences, memories and adding that value. And and if you can't do that, then maybe not post. Yeah, yeah. And and don't be afraid to go out of the the norms as well. This whole thing of like, you've got to have one message and stick to it like... um, I mean, my mentor for the book said to me this week, God, you're doing all the awareness weeks. And it's like, yeah, but it's just because back to back, there's been MS awareness week, mental health awareness week and stuff. And it's just so happened that way. I can't move that. So I've had to do a couple of weeks. I mean, I've not done it very well because I've just not been consistent, but going off topic a little bit of my coaching and the book, but it's because they're topics that matter to me and I want to raise awareness. So you can do it and it's not going to break your brand. If anything, it makes you more relatable. So... Yeah, I I just get the the whole ick about and and, and it, I think part of it is because these people that tell you, you should do this amount are like the influencers on Instagram, aren't they? Where that is their job to create yeah, reels and teach you how to do yeah. them. Yeah, not the rest right. of us don't need to do that. No, and it, and you know it doesn't. That's not necessarily going to fit your brand as well. No. you know I can't. Sometimes I'll stick out a few little bits of you know reading in the garden or maybe my work mm. you know wandering through a city center or something I don't know but it's not 
it's not relevant to my business to be jumping on reels you know and doing daft dances and no. just for the sake of content it doesn't it's meaningless to me and it, and that's not adding value to anybody else so I'd I wouldn't want to do that yeah. um I didn't digital minimalism by Cal Newport that's one of my book recommendations I love it um I read that yeah oh it's really good I mean he's he's obviously not into the social media channels but did really make me think about a few points of you know mm. how much time we offer to these these kind of platforms you know and they, they want you to stay on them obviously oh, so yeah. they try to draw you in more but I just think the more life real life experiences you can have the better your content output will be anyway mm. yeah oh definitely not being sucked into that whole you know oh god I've not put any toasts out you know oh we put two posts out a day on Instagram uh, okay why well we've just always done that right but what do you talk about yeah. anything really okay that sounds really strategic um <laughs> you know it, and I just think it's such a waste we're not here long enough are we to to be giving all of our time to pointless content no and I can't think of anything worse than scheduling three months of reels in, in one day Jesus. Oh, by no. the end it'd just be me lay on the floor just like <laughs> hiding <laughs> under the desk just no no more <laughs> I can't do it <laughs> I can't do it but yeah I like podcasts I yes. do like podcasts um, yeah. obviously yours is a great one and um, Glennon <laughs> Doyle I listen to quite a bit um, and she's really things. good yeah she and again she keeps it real she's human mm. um, and then a daughter and I like the minimalists they're really good and have a lot of in-depth conversations about you know life and the practice of what we do mm. um, but yeah I like plugging into a podcast and going for a walk because I find that adds more value than scrolling yes. relentlessly looking for pretty pictures yeah and I mean phones are you know they're a great power now and we've got these amazing cameras in our hand and all of that yeah. but they are actually also so damaging aren't they I mean when you were saying earlier about you know deleting apps off your phone I I'm trying to make sure I keep logging out of my emails on the phone I occasionally have to log in just to check something when I'm out and about but I'm trying to log out so I don't start seeing emails popping up at all hours of the day and that distracts that. me and all of my social media um apps are in a folder on the last page yeah. of my phone so that I can't yeah. see them there's no notifications coming up yeah. so it's kind of it's out of sight out of mind isn't it and yes the one that it does distract me is, is on my computer so now they're all in like a tab that I can close and yeah. I sometimes forget to open it for most of the day and I'm like oh yes I'm winning now because of that yeah instead of yeah but it makes you more productive because mm. it's that whole multitasking um fallacy you know we, generally mm. we can't multitask there's like two percent of humanity that have the genius to operate on that level and the rest of us it decreases our productivity it decreases our creativity and it just increases the overwhelm yeah. so I think right you know we're going to do one thing you know and we'll do that and then you know sometimes I'll get somebody knocking on the door or a child coming in with a coffee or a <laughs> husband coming in with I've just been having a think and I'm like hand up yeah no you know and um I was thinking well what can I do you know so I've got a sign on my door sometimes yeah. you know don't come in um but also I do a co-working space now once or twice a week where mm. I just take off all my stuff and disappear to a little cozy office and nobody bothers me and I get loads done yeah. so oh right okay are you are you are, do you not get lonely I was like no it's amazing because mm. nobody speaks to me and I love it yeah Oh no, I, I must admit I've done like I did my first co-working day a while back with the network yeah. coming and I actually really enjoyed it and just 
being in a different environment and because I couldn't take I I like having my two screens and I need that for my e-learning work in that and because I couldn't take that I had to do design work and stuff that was more fun than that and I was just like oh this is lovely sitting here with a broom and a croissant and yeah yeah so you changed your um just feel like it's a change and you can actually get more done I'm all right here as long as it's quiet but you know Mm. if people if I can hear people even I even bought ear defenders you know the same ones you have on a shooting range yeah so I can and all I can hear is my my own ears which is really quite disturbing it's bizarre isn't it (laughs) it is a weird thing so I had to yeah get out for two days a week that was my business coach who said you know it's probably a good time to do that Mm. and I get through so much yeah I'm like ticking off all these jobs and it's just amazing (laughs) Whereas now, if I'm in here, it'll get done, but I'll be wandering off for a coffee or a biscuit and then, oh, I might just go and have a sit down and then end up reading for 20 minutes. And then I'm like, oh, dear God, I'm supposed to be working. So, you know, the the distractions are, are real. Yeah, no, I did have to have a word. The other week I was really into something and for about the third time in a day, Graham had come upstairs and just loitered on the stairs and I was like, do you know how many times you broke my train of thought today? And it was like, yeah. just for like, yeah. what do you want for tea? I was like, oh, for God's sake. Don't just... ask, just make a decision. Stop asking yeah. me questions. Yeah. I, I think my, hus- my husband uh, sees the eyebrow and the eyebrow goes up and he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. just close the door. And I can't, I can't even speak sometimes, you know, when you're just in that absolute flow of work and I'm like, I don't want to answer anything, just go. But it's hard when you know they're there, but you're thinking, no, I'm finishing yeah. this sodding sentence before you distract me. So, yeah. da, 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 da. And, you, and you can sense them just hovering, just like, oh, just quick, quick, quick. Or, you know, to the side of me is the window and he'll sometimes be at the window going, <laughs> shaking his hand, do you want a brew? Do you want a brew? And I'm like, no, I don't. But I'm on a Zoom <laughs> and I can't tell you myself now. So I'm just going to ignore you and hope no peace yeah. you. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I just never see anything at the window in a minute. Like, <laughs> like, no, I know. Yeah, he's just walking past now. <laughs> Mine's the window cleaner. Always comes oh, when I'm on it? a podcast now and then on Thursday. So you've been lucky he hasn't today. But um, yeah. Oh, you need to interview him next time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I should. It's oh, it was really fun. I was at my mum's the other day and he rang me. And I, I was like, did you mean to ring me? Because he rang me and started asking me about for travel advice. And I was like, is, is this me you were talking to? Oh, no, who I rang? <laughs> I was just like, oh, my gosh. I, I thought like, you, you were valuing your trusted travel opinions. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm quite good at booking holidays, but I have no idea what you're on about. To do with vaccinations <laughs> and all sorts. And I was like, oh wrong, wrong Helen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can tell you where's good, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. I don't know. I, I seem to get more missed call. Uh, wrong numbers call in my phone than I do actually people that want to speak to me so oh never mind it's good I don't like speaking on the phone I'm really a bit phone averse (laughs) so oh good oh but yeah just coming back to the this has gone in a bit of a circle here but coming back to like the environmental stuff as well because obviously I'm a bit of an imperfect environmentalist myself but working in the digital industry has a big impact on that as well and yeah. I know you just mentioned about digital minimalism and um oh the name of the other guy has just totally gone out of my head I'll remember it in a minute Who talks about no um oh, Irish guy that does about digital waste his book's behind me I'll look in a second oh, but okay. I've, I've watched a webinar of his lately uh, recently yeah. and He's really good at talking about this stuff. But how have you adopted a digital minimalism? And what tips would you get give someone to stop impacting this cloud that we all think is invisible and actually is having massive damage? 
Yeah, I think I probably have been working more on the physical clutter in my mm. life um you know and then and then working on the digital impact really so I haven't paid that much attention to it to be honest mm. but I think it's going to be a big one in the coming years you know how everybody is paper free and it's all in that cloud floating about and I like to have printed copies of things as well so I'm not I'm not purely digital minimalist mm in that sense you know I've cut down on things like social media yeah but for the sake of documents then you know I need to have that physical printout so I can't have everything you know that's remote and virtual I just have that awful fear of you know oh get your e-tickets here oh great but what happens if my phone breaks I need to print them off as well (laughs) you know so I have haven't managed to run a you know a purely digital office set up yet and I don't think I will but just Mm. trying to keep that as less as possible um, and then relying on the cloud for you know storage Mm. but yeah it it does concern me but again it'd be great to have the name of of the person so I can actually look up more of that what's it called what's it called Jerry something Jerry McGovern oh okay I'll make a note of that be really interesting yeah he's got a really it really impacted my brain about you know, the the whole thing to do with like life cycle of technology and the fact that we just go, oh, I want to have a new phone now when there was nothing fundamentally wrong with the old one and the fact that tech companies now make it so you can't just get a new battery. And yeah, it was really, it, it was really interesting and it's it really did get in my head and it's lodged something there now that I'm trying to really reduce. Even things like, you know, we all have hundreds of emails in our folder that you're never going to look at again. And just regularly going through and doing a massive declutter of that and ones with attachments and things like, you know, I work in the design industry. So you talk to version control, always save every version. But then when a project's finished, delete those others. You don't need those. You just need the final file. People don't, though, do they? No, because there's that fear that's built into us of you must keep six years of records and you must keep this, that and the other. And actually what's the worst that's going to happen you know if, if I had to create that design again from scratch or something it's not going to be the end of the world so yeah, yeah there's there's things you can do and I'm going to be doing a bit of an initiative for our be the future project I yeah, think yeah. Um, and I've not told my co-founder about it yet but I had yeah. an idea and I want to run with it but that's going to be just helping people think about how to reduce the digital clutter like all the blooming photos on your phone of oh look at me having this beer and you don't need yeah. that no, and you're never going to do anything with it. This is, this <laughs> is one of my points of, you know, we have a wall of photos in our in our kitchen. It's like those little plastic pockets of things we've oh, printed yeah. off the children as babies, you know, fun things we've <laughs> done. It hasn't been updated for ages because I have about 7,000 pictures on my phone. Probably I might print 20 of them, yeah. you know, and I, I want to make sure I keep printing because everything lives in this digital era. So got all these lovely pictures and we don't do anything with them you know you'll go around to see somebody you haven't seen for ages and get your phone out and say oh this is my daughter now but we don't have these photographs out you know everybody Mm. wants the next model of the iphone and you know i'm pretty much stuck on getting a reconditioned version of of technology you know the only thing i bought new is my macbook because you know i rely on that but all of our phones are you know from eco phone upcycling recondition shops because it, it saves money and it saves another phone being scrapped that's perfectly yeah. good yeah and you then know, recycle it. the old one you know there's all these initiatives yeah. about they take them apart and then give them to people that can't afford and that yeah i don't have access to these kind of things and you know yeah. make use of them rather than sit in your blooming drawer because 
yeah. what use is that in case just in case yours dies one case. day well I had this conversation yesterday with my husband i might keep my, my old phone just in case the other one goes and it's like how many phones do we need to keep yeah you know, before we just you know it's the same thing as um electric car technology you know the batteries mm. you know all of the components have to come from somewhere and it's just i don't think it's as sustainable as people might think no you know no, just, it's a long way to go before sometimes it's... you just want to get off that hamster wheel don't you and just stand still mm. for a minute and think hang on a minute what where are we going with all of this? Need yeah. to just slow down. And that's why for Be the Future, we're always saying about find the place you have agency. Don't try and do all the things. So it's like you were saying about them saying, oh, well, you've not got solar panels and only yeah. one car's electric. I'm not a vegan. People presume yeah. I am because I care about the environment and stuff. And it's like, actually, I've got that many food allergies that it's just not practical for me to then cut out another half of my diet. Plus yeah. my man is a massive carnivore and he's not going to change yeah. that. And that's fine. That's his beliefs so but he he has a quite a small digital footprint in other ways and well can yeah. footprint in other ways so you've got to find where what fits into your life and if you yeah. do all the things you're going to be broke miserable and never do anything because yeah. you're just going to be a, a shit a, afraid of the world so just yeah, i agree yeah. and it's those people going to extremes isn't it and the, and they go all out and the you know they become purists in the end rather than thinking well yeah. you know well where can I make that difference in my life you know I can make some changes but I can't do everything because it's mm. not gonna it's not gonna cure all the problems is it but if we can no. just look at you know how you recycle for instance you know I'm a big fan of charity shops you know I really dislike mm. buying new clothes unless it's Lucy and Yak dungarees I'm all for them oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that you know I love charity shops I've been in them since I was 14 looking for vintage bargains right. you know because there's just so many clothes it's waste otherwise yeah. and you get some really quality stuff yeah but oh yeah and if you go to the right area yeah Christ, there's some really fancy stuff in there yeah you know, there's quite well off areas like Ilkley right near us and like there's so all yeah. kinds of stuff in there yeah and it's like someone said to me the other day or oh, you know the most sustainable clothing is the one that's on your bedroom floor that's in your drawer yeah. that's it it's that's the stuff you already have so if you don't yeah. need that extra thing and this is something I've really had to try and rein myself in on don't buy it if you don't need it if yeah. you don't have a fundamental need of I literally have no jumpers left or something yeah. or no winter coat that fits or something like that then you don't need it and I mean I'm saying that sat here in my pajama bottoms and a, a quite scruffy t-shirt but you know. yeah but this i'm in jogging bottoms and a scruffy t-shirt too yeah. but you know i'm not anywhere today i'm not in an office i'm not um no. you know meeting clients or anything so i'm okay the the very few occasions i do do that i've got a couple of smartish outfits yeah. you know that i can change and you know accessorize and rather than buying the new things just doesn't yeah. interest me i do feel like i wear the same thing every time i go out i must admit but that's just because i, yeah. I think well there's no point buying anymore for a start because my weight keeps fluctuating <laughs> And secondly, because I never go out. So no, I think, we always stay in now, don't we? Yeah. With the six, eight weeks in between me actually seeing other people in clothes other than what I'm wearing now. <laughs> don't need to. So they don't need to get dressed up to put the bin out. <laughs> so. No, I think I think my postman must think that I'm just a lazy bum <laughs> and I don't do anything. Forever answering the door, my oversized um Udi. Yeah. It's and the Oh, yeah, good morning. He says, I'll just take a picture of this parcel. I was like, could you just not get my night attire in with it? <laughs> I am oh, actually working. He went, you don't have to explain yourself. I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> my sloth pyjamas have been in many a picture by delivery men. Try to hold your hand on that. Don't, don't get me. <laughs> oh, no, I'm like, go for it. Have them. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> 
Well, it's the Virgin Wine Delivery Man that always gives a, sar- a sarcastic quip for me. Of this won't last long, will it? And <laughs> box of twelve wine. I'll yeah. be back in a few weeks. You are <laughs> <I'm blessed. sad laughs> Thanks for that. He <laughs> disappeared for a couple of deliveries, and I was like, "All oh, right, yeah, good." And then he's back now. Oh, okay. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't mind a bit of banter. It's all good. It's all good. So. God, I've got you for quite a while, but I'm having a good laugh there, so that's all right. So in the spirit of, uh, well, actually, let me start that sentence again because I can't even speak. Uh, yeah, so I normally end this with some quick fire questions. So we, the first one being, in the spirit of self-employed community being awesome, name someone our listeners should connect with or follow. Ooh, I, I think it has to be Freelancer Mag. Um, oh, yes. I've, I love that. I've been a fan of it since the first copy arrived. And it just, because of the variety and diversity of the people that it features and Mm. even little quotes, it makes you feel, you know, when you operate on your own mostly, it makes you feel less alone. Yeah. Um, And and I like that. So I think that magazine has has done a lot for me just to feel, you know, not part of a physical community, but that there are others out there, you know, you feel less mm. intimidated. And their newsletter is great as well. And it's one one of the very few newsletters that I subscribe and actually open and yeah. follow the link. Um, so yeah. yeah, that would definitely be my go-to. Yeah, it's and they are actually get, managing to establish quite a good community of people now, yeah. aren't they? Like, like you say, a yeah. physical community with the co-working and stuff. So yeah, yeah. there's loads yeah. out there. It is. It's nice. And it's, it, you know, I think that's thrived possibly since COVID that, you know, so mm. many people have gone self-employed and, you know, looking for, and it's just nice to have that, you know, knowledge that there are others out there. You, you feel mm. less, less intimidated, I think. Well, the whole reason Sophie set it up with the fact that she lost all her business because of COVID, you know, working right for the travel industry and that, that is such an inspiration anyway for everyone, isn't yeah. it? And I actually got to meet her in person last year. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, we were both up for an award that we didn't win, but you know, we're not bitter. We're not bitter. We're but, not bitter. Um, <laughs> we know we're winners. We know we're all winners uh-huh. here. But yeah, the the way she's just done it and built the community around it and the promotion and Angela as well and Angela's so lovely and the design of it is awesome. The design um, is amazing. Yeah, and I think you can see. I mean, what I've just got my episode. I try not to read it all in one go. I have to like. Yeah. <laughs> portion it because it's too good I like to savor it but you can tell as the design has progressed and you know the mm. content has it's growing and it's flourishing and I like that I think it's yeah. a really valuable and Penny valuable who's guest edited this time if people don't follow her yeah. they need to get on that yes yeah. Penny is just yeah that's fabulous. great I follow Penny as well yeah she's she's so, so lovely yeah great community great resource so well you've named a resource actually but do you have another one <laughs> for a podcast book community whatever it is that you find really helpful um obviously yours um, <laughs> that's really helpful but I think the down-to-earth nature of you know the people that you chat to and it's real life stuff mm. you know it's not it's not fluff and I think that's really important to people mm. running businesses um, yeah yeah, Glennon Doyle um, is another great one, especially for women in business um, and yeah. just women in, in general. She's very empowering. And, you know, I just think she hits the nail on the head with a lot of content. She does. Um, and Untamed is awesome, isn't it? It's that type of book brilliant. that I, I kept hearing people talk about it. I was like, it's not my kind of thing. It's not my kind of thing. And I thought I was actually using it as research for mine. And then I was like, oh, my goodness. 
Yes. <laughs> Can I quote the whole book? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one where I have the Kindle edition, I have the hard copy and I have the audio book. And it's the same with um, yes. Big Magic. It's just on yes. my I'm too small to reach. Um, Liz Gilbert. Um, yeah. I loved Eat, Pray, Love. And I debated for ages before buying that because I read all the reviews and it was like, oh, it's self-indulgent. It's this, that and the other. But actually for me, it was bang on what I wanted and what I needed. Mm. And I just love the way her writing flows. And, and she's another one who, you know, if I'm having one of those creative lulls, I'm like, oh, what can I do? So I will read Big Magic, Eat, Pray, Love, um, all that kind of content where you think, oh, yeah, yeah, it's OK. I'm all right. Yeah, I see, I, I wasn't a fan of Eat, Pray, Love when I first read it. Well, when I read it, I should say, I've only read it once. Um, but I just don't think I read it at the right time either. So it's something that yeah. I'm debating, revisiting, because I did love Big Magic. And what she does in that is give you the permission that we were talking about before, isn't it? She really gives you the permission to do what the hell you want to do and be creative. Yes. And yeah. funnily enough, it was what it was something in her book that she said that got me totally over my fear of publishing the book. Because right. I was literally, I was, I could have chickened out and I was reading that and she, she talked about, um, it's only your duty to put your creativity out into the world. If other people don't understand it or accept it, that's their business. That is yeah. nothing to do with you. And I was just like, right, okay, yeah, I can, yeah. I can deal with that. And I, I kept that in mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I find that really powerful. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, there's a good few resources there for everyone. But yeah, absolutely. But yeah, definitely if you're into all that stuff check those two out so finally we'll get you to pick a number on the spot um from Ooh. one to 21 there's now down to and yeah. it could be a nonsense question it's likely to be okay. nonsense okay. <laughs> uh 18 please da, da, da. oh it's not nonsense but what's okay. your dream your what's your dream holiday oh gosh um it's really hippie but a yurt in the forest close to a lake where I can just um swim it's it's nothing fancy but I just feel all the time the need to get back to nature and you know green uh, you know I like holidays in the sun but my dream holiday would just be a quiet yurt so I can mm. just read and chill out oh yeah I mean I must admit I, I quite often look at all these glamping yurts and stuff and think oh I'd love that but then yeah. you look at the price and think, well, I could go abroad for that. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah. We've, yeah, we've had a few reasonable ones, a few reasonable yeah. ones in the Lake District. They've been amazing. But yeah, mm. and that just restores my my whole energy level. I just love mm. it. Yeah, well, you're quite near to the lakes, aren't you? So that's yeah, like, we are. are not far. Having it. No, yeah. but yeah, oh, that's yeah, that's that. my ideal. Oh. I'd live in one probably if my husband had let me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as long as you had a good toilet and a good shower. Yeah, I think I'd be yeah I'm not preparing in the woods or anything, no. but I think you know, <laughs> functional compost toilet, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually booked my dream holiday for my What's 40th. Well, it's one of about 10, but uh, Costa Rica to go and see the sloths. Oh, oh how lovely. <laughs> so When's excited. that? February next year. How I cannot wait. It took yeah, some persuading of the man, but... Did it? <laughs> yeah. What, to come with you? Was he invited well, then? <laughs> he was invited, yeah. But, you know, yeah. having to part with money, not happy with yeah. that bit, but... Yeah. Well, yeah. we're not here long enough to quibble, get it booked. <laughs> exactly. We can't take it with us and all that. So. No, we cannot. We cannot. No. Fabulous. So, uh, where's the best place people can find you and follow you? 
Um, probably on my Instagram, that generally where people connect with me, um, which is uh, Claire underscore, underscore Stevenson underscore writer um, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then just uh, write hyphen type.com is my web address. Oh, yes. Where I have a blog that I don't actually post because I spend all my time <laughs> writing for every bugger else. Yes. But, um, you know, I do I do endeavour to do some more of that this year. <laughs> oh, bottom of the list job that one, isn't it? <laughs> Entirely, yeah. People are like, oh, you should blog at least twice a week. I was like, I do, but not for myself. No, I've no gone to. What do I do now? I aim for once every fortnight now, and that's about yeah. my limit. I did do Write 52 for a year where I blogged every week for a year and that was amazing to get me wow. the writing habit, but then I had to go, no, <laughs> not achievable. Yeah. So amazing. So thank you very much. That's uh, It's been lovely to have a chat with you. Yeah, it's been great. It's nice to yeah. see your face. <laughs> You've sat in the sun now as well. It's actually yeah. like beaming yeah, in yeah. And I'll have to, and to be honest, I'll have to have a chat with you about uh, our other podcast as well for Be the Future because I think your whole fracking thing would be really Brilliant. relevant. So, yeah, yeah, fabulous. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Oh, thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll come back for more. Please do leave a review on your platform of choice and hit subscribe to be notified when the next episodes are available. And sign up to the Last Rung newsletter over at fallingofftheladder.com for more tips, inspiration and chats with those who have been there and tested the waters for you. If there's anyone in particular you'd like to hear on this podcast or topics discussed, do let me know and I'll see what I can do. Until next time, have a good week. <laughs>